Hello and welcome to this second episode of Locked on Penguins. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. And today's a bit of a late episode because I thought we were going to have a guest on tonight, but he had to reschedule for tomorrow night. So hopefully during one of the periods of the game, I'm going to record this episode and we will have him on. His name will be Jeff Kamovich. He is one of my best friends in this world. Uh, he is also a diehard Penguins fan. And yeah, he's just someone that, you know, we, we talk hockey a lot all the time. And I'm really excited to get on here, get him, get him on here, excuse me. And just really just uh, grill him about the team, what he expects. Um, Jack Johnson talk, probably, of course, since, you know, looks like the whole Penguins world revolves around Jack Johnson, I think, at this point. And, it'll, yeah, it will just be great to talk puck with him. Um, it's been too long since I have um, this way, so um, hopefully we can get him on tomorrow night. Um, as always, folks, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And... Um, I think the first episode may not be up yet. I'm hoping it is. I'm going to have to double check. But hopefully this next one goes up sooner than the other one will because, um, yeah, that would be great just to get more listeners and all that good stuff. Tonight we're going to be doing a bit of a different episode, I'd say. Um, they're gonna have some, I'm going to have some bold predictions for this upcoming season for the Penguins. I've thought of a couple already that uh, might be a bit too bold, but, you know, that's why they call it bold predictions for a reason. Um, the Penguins also, you know, uh, I, I like to do some funny stuff on here at times and for this, um, podcast and the Penguins actually released their playlist during games, um, on their Twitter account today, according actually it was their, um, if I go, yeah, it's their player playlist. And I figured I'd just go over that a little bit and see, you know, like what, what some of the songs are and, you know, my thoughts on that, you know, just, you know, to pass some time and then. Um, also, I think we're going to talk about the, uh, how the Penguins stack up in the Metropolitan Division. There's been talk of around the town, around the town, I should say. Um, there's just been a lot of talk lately that the Penguins could miss the playoffs. I've seen it from experts, even people in the Penguins fan base. I don't think that's the case. As I said in my last episode, I think they'll make it fine, but we'll just see how they stack up against some of the other Metropolitan teams that will also be gunning for a playoff spot. And with that, let's get underway with some bold predictions for this upcoming season. Um, my first one, this is going to be probably maybe a bit too bold. Um, Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin will have over 100 points this season. And uh, we all know Sidney Crosby did it last season. He had over 100 for the first time since his 2013-2014 season. And of course... I get a text from my friend. Hopefully that does not be so loud when you guys listen to it. I'm going to have to mute that. But um, he had, last season he had 100 points. Yep, for the first time since 2013-14 when he had 104 points for the Penguins. Um, The previous four seasons he was just chugging along 85-89 points. But last season he finally got back to 100. He got second in the hard voting. And he's still arguably the best player in the world. And he's gonna he's gonna have a monstrous year again. He's gonna be playing next to Jake Gensel, who you know they're probably one of the best left wing center duos in the league, if not the best. It's it's definitely up there. And the right wing, of course, it's gonna be a rotation of, of wingers. You know, Patrick Hornquist, um, Dominic Cahoon, Brandon Tanev, 
Um, whoever they want to put up there, it, it'll just rotate throughout the whole season because that's what Mike Sullivan likes to do. People were freaking out about some of the line combinations this morning. And I know Jack Johnson, we'll get to that a bit later. He should not be playing, obviously. But it's like, people, come on. Like, th- this is going to be changed probably in the next two games that they're probably going to change lines because it's the beginning of the season. They like to test out new stuff. You really shouldn't be really pay, be paying attention to line combinations until uh, December, J- January, I, I guess. That because that's when the team usually likes to turn it on. Because in the last couple of years, obviously they've sleepwalked through their first couple of the first couple of months of the season, and this this is that's when they like to turn it around. And that's what they probably will. That's when you start to get to see some lines get set in stone. Right now, they're just going to experiment. But anyways, Sidney Crosby is going to have a monster season again. Um, he's still well in his prime, even though he's over the age of 30. He is he's approaching also some very big milestones this season. Um, he's only a little over 50 goals away from reaching the 500 uh, goal mark. He's only 30 assists away from each reaching 800 assists, and he's only 84 points away from reaching 1,300 points. He has 1,216 points right now in the NHL, and he's 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 gonna climb up that most points in NHL history list pretty pretty quick, folks. I mean, it's he right now. If I'm if I'm not, I gotta find the uh, the list that he has. Yeah, here it is. Um. Crosby right now, 44th all-time, 12-16, tied with Jeremy Roenick. And he's he's set to pass Larry Murphy this season, John Bellevue, Norm Ullman, Phil Housley, Peter Stastny, Jean Rattelli, Al McInnes. Uh, I mean, he could potentially tie Jerome McGinley by the end of the season. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he broke that because he has he's a, he did finish with 1,300 points. And it wouldn't be at maybe uh, Gilbert Perot or uh, Pierre Turgeon if, they, if Sidney Crosby gets over 100 NHL points, which would be... Quite extraordinary. He, Sidney Crosby, is likely to get into the top 35 all time for uh, most career NHL points by a player. So he has that coming. He, he's going to get well over 1,300 by the time his career ends. I mean, if it weren't for the concussions, uh, we he'd be well over there right now. But um, and then moving on to Evgeny Malkin, um, he, he he's been talking all along this offseason how you know this is going to be his best season he's had yet. He wants to put last season behind him where he just, I mean, he, I mean, it didn't take like a fool to see that he was not himself. I know, guys, he had um, he had 72 points in 68 games. That's still over a point per game, which is great for him. But still, he battled injuries. He just, he looked lost out there. He only had 21 goals last year, which is a lot lower than, than usual. I mean, that's the lowest he's had since 2016 when he had 27. But, and, and that was honestly a far cry from his last season before where he, had 98 points for the Penguins, 42 goals, 56 points, 56 assists, excuse me. And it's just, if he's, if he's going, if he backs this up and he says that he's going to do this, then he's going to, this is going to be a great season for him. He's going to have Alex Galchenyuk next to his wing. Obviously right wing, they're going to move people around. looks like Brandon Tanev is going to start there tomorrow night. Um... Uh, but you know, I mean, I think he's I think he's gonna have a heck of a season. You know, he's gonna be on the power play. He, uh, even strength was not good for him last season, and it just it looked like at times last season he was just sluggish. His his defensive game was going downhill. I mean, obviously, Evgeny Malkin's not gonna be known for it, 
being a, a defensive player. I mean, he never has, he never will be. It was just like, it was just that bad last season, I'll say. And, you know, it, it should improve. His offensive numbers should improve. And if he and Sidney Grosby both put up 100 points, that this could be a very special season for the Penguins. I'm probably a little more bullish on the Penguins than some of the fans are and some of the media, but I really do think with this team, with how deep their forward group is, and I know there's Jack Johnson there on the defense. Somehow he's getting second-pairing minutes potentially. This has the makings of a very, very good team. And I'm going to be very curious to see um, how Kenny Malkin plays. You know, he's worked out really hard this summer. He had that awesome interview with uh, Rob Rossi from the Athletic just in, in Moscow detailing what he went through, you know, stuff with his family, his off-ice training this past summer. He's in line for a monster season. And if and if and he this is going to be great. And it'll be very interesting to see if he can um, get back to 100 points. He has not had 100 points since he did it uh, in 2011-2012 when, of course, he won the Hart Trophy for the Penguins. 50 goals, 59 assists. The only time he scored 50 in his career, and then of course he scored 100 points in 2009, the 2009 Cup run for the Penguins when he had 113 points, 78 of those being assists. Another, uh, I guess I'll maybe I'll give you one more bold prediction. Um, whew, uh, let's see here. This this is gonna be too bold, but uh, you know, let's see. Matt Murray is gonna be a Vesna Trophy uh, finalist at the end of this season, and you know that's probably gonna be a bit too hot of a take. Um, but you know, uh, I think Matt Murray is in line to, uh, prove a lot of people wrong. And also this is contingent on Matt Murray staying healthy. Um, everyone knows, um, you know, he's only appeared in 49, 50 games the past few seasons. He's been hurt a couple months out of the season at a time, but if he has a fully healthy season and he plays the way that he played from mid December through the playoffs last year, and he does that for a whole year. I really do think that we could see a Vezina type year for Matt, for Matt Murray. I don't I don't think he'll win it. Obviously, there's so many good goaltenders in this league: Pekarene, Sergei Bobrovsky, Carey Price, Henrik Lundqvist, um, John Gibson. Um, but he could he could definitely I think be a finalist. Do I obviously do I think he'll win the award? No, but he, when he's on his game, there are not. I will die on the hill that there are not many goaltenders in this league that are better than him. And as I said in my last in the last um, podcast, the fact that he got his uh, Save percentage overall up to 919 from where it was when it was below 900 at the start of the season is nothing short of a miracle. And it just it goes to show how good he really was. And, and, and also how underappreciated I think he is in the Penguins fan base. I know there is a, some, there's a contingent of Penguins fans out there that still miss um, – Marc-Andre Fleury, I know they love to rip on Matt Murray's glove hand. Oh, well, yeah, the, all, the glove, all the goals go through his glove hand. But, I mean, it, like I said, like in one of my – like I said, though, I mean, that's where a lot of the goals that are, are scored in this league. I mean, look at uh, St. Louis, uh, Washington tonight. Petrangelo like, slapped a shot right past Brayden Holpe's glove. And, and that's where a lot of the goals go. So, I mean, and anyways – um, and memories, he's even straight saber said last year, 930. I mean, that, that's, that's unbelievable how good it was. And, and, and it wasn't his fault that the Penguins got swept. He, he gave it his all in the playoffs. I know he had a 906 save percentage, but he was left out to dry by a really porous defensive group and just uh, the Penguins not getting back, pinching at the wrong times for whatever reason. I don't understand. 
But yeah, I think those are my two very big, bold predictions going into the season. Do I think that they'll happen? I'm hoping because I, I mean, maybe I'd win the lottery, but you know, maybe they're too bold. So um, yeah, I think that'd be the, the, those are my two bold predictions going into this Penguin season. Next up for you guys, I want to talk about the um, the Penguins. Uh, they tweeted their player playlist today. And I figured I'd have a little fun with this segment. The Penguins have honestly never really tweeted this out before. And I'm curious to see which players chose which song. So right now there's uh, Can't Help Me Now by Rob Thomas, The Race by Wiz Khalifa. You always have to have a Wiz Khalifa song on there. I mean, for God's sakes, he's from Pittsburgh. He, he is Pittsburgh, basically. Where It's At by Dustin Lynch. We got St. Saint, Saint Tropez, Post Malone song. Of course, you got to have a Post Malone song. Imagine Dragons, Bad Liar. Another Post Malone song, Circles. Hippocampus, Wacos. Tarkini, Tarkini, JVG. Higher Love, Whitney Houston. Always have to have a Whitney. Uh, uh, Kai Go In, Whitney Houston. Um, that'd be, that, that's a, whoever picked that song. Um, I love you, basically, because Whitney Houston is outstanding. So maybe that, maybe that was like one of the old timers, like like Sid. I wonder if, if Cindy Crosby uh, chose that kind of um, song. Uh, Cherry Blossom Horror Show, Wear the Hood at DMX. There was one on here that I saw. There it is. Yeah, Welcome to the Black Parade, My Chemical Romance. I would love to know who picked that song, and it would not surprise me in the slightest if it was Chris Letang that actually picked that song because he's just he's the kind of guy that would like i think he's like the kind of player that would love that band and then fuel by metallica uh, always great to have a metallica song in there that's like one of the only rock songs that they actually put on here um for those of you who probably don't know me and who haven't listened to me um before uh, i am a big classic rock 80s hair band uh person i love that music i've loved it since i was a kid um, wish there was at least one of those songs on there, but I mean, at least I know, mo um, some of these artists, I don't know, uh, I don't know some of the other artists like, um, Dustin Lynch and JVG and, uh, DMX, but, uh, obviously I know Selena Gomez and all those people, Childish Gambino, but, uh, you know, I figured a lot of these hit, uh, songs on here would be like hits from like the today and all that, but you know, you know. Also, I could see who picking uh, my chemical romance was uh, Brian Dumoulin, uh, because you know, Dumoulin. He, uh, he uh, they, the Penguins have tweeted out these videos of like the 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 DJ in the locker room, and Dumoulin always plays like these something like these old timer songs. So like, I, I feel like he would totally um, pick that. Apparently, oh, apparently they um, each player picked a song during their creative day. Um, Oh, uh, that's that's what the penguins just tweet. Uh, that's what the penguins tweeted in the replies. Oh, so that makes sense. Uh, I just I would love to know who picked um, these songs, and I also would love to know who picked Post Malone because that's obviously a massive artist out there. Um, yeah, all this. Uh, apparently, the penguins in their replies say that country music is mostly from Casey DeSmith, who did actually. Speaking of Casey DeSmith, he did not. Um, he did not get picked up on waivers, which was very very surprising. Um, Definitely thought a team that needed a backup goaltender, like maybe Edmonton or something, that you know could pick him up or whatever. But you know, I'm surprised that no one wanted to pick him up. He actually was pretty. He actually had a good year as a backup last year, which was weird because, uh, like, like I said, nine seventeen save percentage and nine. Excuse me, no nine sixteen save percentage in thirty six games appeared in last year, and he started thirty games for the Penguins. So. You're telling me no no uh, team wanted him at a discounted price on waivers. So, okay then that's um that's interesting. 
There's also, um, let's see what else about here. Um, oh, so the Metallica. So I'm, I'm scrolling through. Actually, I'm actually scrolling through the Penguins replies on their Twitter right now. So Eric Goodbranson put Metallica on there. Good man, Eric. That 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 makes me like you a little bit more. Just hopefully your play can you know, just have your play keep going from that 19 game stint where you were just on fire. So that's great uh, that he picked Eric Goodbranson. Let's see. I'm trying to look to see who else picked the other songs here. Uh, someone thought uh, Jack Johnson did the Imagine Dragons. That's actually pretty funny because, you know, I think a lot of the times the Imagine Dragons gets ha uh, hated on a lot by people. But, uh, yeah, I thought I, I thought this would be a really good segment. Um, wish there were more rock songs on there, but, like, like I said, Eric Goodbranson, you're a good man for picking up on the Metallica. Maybe next time someone should put some, like, Guns N' Roses on there or something because that can really get you up. Um, yeah. Anyway, so for my last segment, guys, um, I'm just going to talk about, like, the Metropolitan Division as a whole. Um, I've been seeing a lot of uh, folks out there, Penguins fans, media, whatnot, say, you know, you know, it's going to be really a dogfight for the Penguins to make the playoffs. I, I'd be really surprised if they make it, and it's like... I mean, if you guys want to count out Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin out of a playoff spot, I mean, your funeral. I mean, that's as politely as I can say it. That's your that's your funeral because I mean, this this happens every single season. People say, "Oh, yep, this is the year the Penguins miss the playoffs. This is the year where it all goes down to the crap. It all goes down the drain." And yet every year they still make the playoffs. And look, they have three Stanley Cup championships out of it. And they have four Stanley Cup final appearances out of it. So, I mean, what, what are you going to do? Um, and I do think the Metro has gotten better. But I also think there's a lot of question marks surrounding some of the other teams in the division that have gotten better. <clears throat> Excuse me. Such as, like... Um, the New York Rangers. I've seen, you know, a couple people I was talking to today say, like, oh, you know, the Rangers are going to be more, a lot more handful, which they are. I mean, obviously, they got Artemi Panera, they got Kako, Jacob Truba, Adam Fox. They, they improved, and they still have Henrik Lundqvist in net, who still is in his high 30s, but is, you know, he still he can still play at a very high level because he's still one of the best in the league. But when I look at them, I mean, I see that Ryan Strom is still their second line center. He's going into the season; he is their second line start second, and like, and then their second best defenseman is like Brady Shea. So I mean, like, I don't really see it this year for the Rangers. I think they're getting close, but they're not going to finish above the Penguins. The, the games will be tougher, obviously, because the Rangers. I mean, they'll be obviously better than they were last year. The Rangers were not good at all last year, and they also they sold some of their players for spare parts, such as Matt Zuccarello and Kevin Hayes who are still no longer there. But, you know, they still have Kreiner, Zibanejad, Panera, and all the other guys that I listed. It's going to be a better team. They're just not there yet, and they're probably a year or two away from actually making the playoffs and getting back into contention. The rebuild is still going there. They've done a masterful job doing it. I can't give enough uh, props to Jeff Gordon for that rebuild. And um, I have a couple Rangers fans who are really excited about it. Um, shout out to you, guys. Uh, shout out to you, uh, Nick, buddy. If you're listening to this, uh, you guys are gonna be really good soon, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna hate it. <laughs> um, and then I saw some talk about. Anyways, I saw some talk about the New Jersey Devils, and I do see like the boom, a little bit of the boom hype with them. Um, Taylor Hall is gonna come back. He was not healthy last season at all. He missed most of the season. Um, Last season, only appeared in 33 games, 11 goals, 37 points. But the season before that, uh, 93 points, the Hart Trophy winner, 
uh, he, he's one of the best players in the league when he is on his A game. Um, and this is a big year for Taylor Hall and the New Jersey Devils. They, the Devils need to show him that they are ready to compete. And because he, this is the last year of his contract that he originally signed with the Oilers. Um, and there's been, apparently there's been some contract talks, but nothing's been finalized yet. Nothing's been really been set on. There's been some preliminary talks I've read. But like I said, this is the big year for them. And I don't think they're there yet either. Um, um, like, and the biggest thing I think with them is their goaltending. I don't think yeah, that ain't going to be enough to, um, dethrone the Penguins from out of a playoff spot. Corey Schneider and Mackenzie Blackwood are their two goaltenders. I mean, Schneider just hasn't been what he once was. And he used to be one of the best goaltenders in the league. We're talking about a, a goaltender that, um, for, excuse, for, excuse me, for, I mean, he was 9-20 like every season up until 2016-2017 where it just went down the drain. But also, guys, he's been really hurt these past few seasons. I mean, a couple seasons, I should say, 40, um, only 40 games played in 2017, 18, 2018, 19, only 26. But still, I mean, 9.07, 9.03 in the games that he played. And he finally came back healthy last year. But still, this is a big year for him to see, like, if he can get his uh, mojo back. But like, he's still, though, he's 33. He's past his prime years. I just, I just don't see it. And then, I mean, I know they added, like, and they did add a lot of good parts, you know. Wayne, they added Gusev, uh, Gusev from uh, Vegas, he's an intriguing piece to them. I mean, I think he can be really good. Um, Wayne Simmons, uh, he's not what he once was, but he's still better than about, um, about probably a handful of their forwards. But the thing with them is, like, they overachieved so much, I think, a couple seasons ago by, ma by like, making it with some of, like, their luck, I should say. Well, I shouldn't really say luck. They, they, they overachieved. Like that, that's just the way to put it. And last year they were twenty six point out of a twenty six points out of a playoff spot with Taylor Hall being hurt. I think with um with that Hall healthy and with everyone healthy, they're probably somewhere like more towards being a playoff team, but not a playoff team. They're they're not as bad as being twenty six points out of playoff spot, but they're also not as good as they were in twenty seventeen. I think a lot has to go right for them in this division. And I know that they did get P.K. Subban. He's going to really help their defensive corps. And I just like – and I also think, you know, I mean, Jack Hughes is obviously going to be big for them. I mean, he's going to – he's going to – I think he's going to have a really good year. And, um, yeah, I just – I'm just – I'm curious to see how they – just how they, you know – it just how they do, especially with Taylor Hall back healthy. I just don't see it though, but we'll see. You know, and, and, and this league is so random; anything can happen. And then, of course, you have the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I give up predicting a Flyer season. You, you literally, you literally cannot predict a Philadelphia Flyer season. They can, they can win ten in a row, and then they can lose ten in a row. Hell, they could win twenty in a row, and then they can go and lose twenty in a row because that is the Philadelphia Flyers. I think they're going to be in the playoff hunt. I mean, Claude Giroux is still very good. Jacob Voracek is still very good. They did sign Kevin Hayes to that very long contract, which I think they will regret in a few years. It's not going to be as bad for the first few years because he's still a good player. But I think as that contract gets into gear. Um, it's it's not going to be as good for them. Um, uh, Van Reevesdyke is still very good. Um, I really like Ivan Provorov on their back end, but also Carter Hart. You know, he had a 
uh, I'd say a pretty good rookie season uh, after being called up uh, from the AHL. And now this will be his first full season as a starter. So there's still, I think, kind of a little bit of an unknown there with Hart, his first full season. You got to see how he does at the NHL level for a whole season. But I still expect him to be in the hunt, but I still, I would say the Penguins are better than them. Um, the Penguins uh, last few years have played the Flyers pretty good. I know last season they did lose three. Yeah, they lost three out of four of them. I, I should somehow remember that off the top of my brain. I don't know how. But... Uh, but before that, they played them very well. But, I mean, the division obviously is a lot better. I just don't think these three teams can, um, like, take out the Penguins as one of those top three spots in the Metro. You know the Capitals are going to be awesome. You know the Hurricanes are going to be even better than they were last year. Their roster is already better than it was last year, actually. And then... The Islanders, I think the Islanders, well, I think I, I have them making the playoffs. I think they'll regress a little bit, but I could see the Penguins and the Islanders flip-flopping each other in the standings. Uh, I really could. And then the Blue Jackets, I think they will surprise some people, but I also don't think they're going to be that good because of Artemi Panarin leaving. Of course, they have everyone leaving. Um, I still think they'll be better than people think, but a lot of goaltending questions there with Corpusalo. And they have that other um, guy's name is... Uh, Looting me right now, but he's a rookie out of the KHL, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he has never played in an NHL game. So, um, yeah, I, did that. I guess that, that was a short Metropolitan Division preview. Um, in case you guys didn't see me on Twitter, I uh, see it on my Twitter. You guys can follow me at Hunter Hodes. I have the Penguins getting second in the Metro because the Capitals will likely win it again because they do every season. And I had Carolina third, Islanders fourth. Rangers 5th, Flyers 6th, Devils 7th, and the Jackets 8th. Um, will that all be right? Probably not, because none of my predictions are ever go right. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this uh, second episode of Locked on Penguins. I know it's a bit late. Uh, we were trying to, of course, like I said, schedule Jeff in, but I think he's going to come on uh, in the next episode. And uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Can't wait to get the season underway against the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday night, October 3rd. All right, catch you guys soon.